Blog Talk Radio. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online, and this is the TS Radio Network. My co-host this evening is Marcia Southwick, who's returning so that we can do a part two of what we started a couple weeks ago, the invasion of the body brokers. Of all the gory, dismal, grisly things that are going on, this uh, I, I can't even tell you how this stuff turns my stomach. This is every anywhere from elderly people to newborn babies, babies born alive, and what they call live birth abortions, where they kill the baby on the spot or leave them to suffocate and die on their own. Um, it, it just absolutely is one of the most grisly businesses. And as I said in the first broadcast, my first exposure to this was an interview with Barry Taub. He was a mortician in Alabama. He was featured on an episode of CBS's Whistleblower series, which was not a designed to help the whistleblowers, but to paint them in a light that they only blew the whistle because there was money involved. As I've said before, the majority of whistleblowers never see a dime of anything. Um, if anything is awarded, the attorneys gobble it up, and there's very little of anything left. What Barry had been interviewed about was he had a 30-year career as a mortician, and he started noticing that his bodies came in uh, to prepare them for burial, that they many times were missing bones and tendons and other parts. And he knew something strange was going on. He mentions it to a friend of his who said, you need to take this to the FBI, which he did. And it resulted in the federal government recovering something like $14 million, of which Barry should have gotten somewhere around a million. And like I say, he he never saw a dime. It cost him a tremendous, cost him his career. Um, it cost him all kinds of ways. But that's the one thing about whistleblowers they don't tell you is they try to convince you that everybody's getting these big, huge payouts. And it is a rare occasion that anyone does. But this was my first exposure to something happening to dead bodies. Over the last year, we have seen 17 state pass laws allowing the liquefying of human bodies to be added to biosludge from your sewer system and added to agricultural fields. You can now dispose of a body that way. In Washington State, you can also take the dead body, put it in a huge burlap sack with fill, and plant a tree on it. I, I just can't even imagine. that. But it, to me, it's more amenable than some of the other things we have. But the, the point I'm making is that... Being dead will save you from nothing. 
uh, even after death, they have found a way to profit from you. I keep telling people we have been commodified from birth to death. We have been commodified. We are looked at as a commodity to be bought, sold, traded, parceled out, done with whatever they want to. Uh, Some years before all of this and studying vaccines, I found out that all the childhood vaccines from zero to five years old have human diploid cells in them because the cell line is grown in the ground-up lungs of aborted female fetuses. So when a vaccine says it was made from cell line W332, it means they went through 332 aborted fetuses before they got a cell line to grow successfully. The foreskin from circumcision is also used for this purpose. And the foreskin, by the way, is also used to make face creams. And lotions and moisturizers. Think about that the next time you put it on your face. But uh, this, I know, I know, you just, it it really gets to the point where it's like, how much more can we take? Uh, People always go back to the movie Soylent Green, where they were taking the old people, killing them, and um, making a mixture out of them, and then baking it. And they were given these crackers to eat to keep them alive. And what they were eating was other human beings. Sounds tasty to me. Well, anyway, (laughs) this is basically what's going on now. Uh, As a prelude to this show, I started getting emails about how Trump tried to stop abortion. No, Trump did not. Um, What he wanted to do was defund abortion. Not get rid of it, but defund it so it could be totally privatized. And then it's game on. Once the government isn't in it and isn't overseeing it, other than regulations the abortion industry would make for itself, you wouldn't know anything about what they were doing. That's what he was trying to do. It was strictly business. I mean, after all, we're just talking dead babies here. And But the things that are going on in this country, it's like people in, I think it's um, seven states now, it's okay to starve the mentally ill or those with dementia to death, because why should you have to take care of them? I mean, my goodness. But we were already doing that through hospice anyway. And we were, this goes on every day in hospice. We are intentionally murdering people that someone has decided don't need to live anymore. But what happens to that body? What happens to it? The, it, the family can't get it because nobody wants an autopsy done on it. And the same thing in guardianship. We have people that have prepaid funeral plans that a guardian and a probate judge will toss aside and create new ones. And then the family isn't notified of the death for weeks and sometimes months. And then they say, oh, we cremated the body. But did they? Or did they figure out a way to make money off of that elderly person even in death? A human body is worth $3,500 to $5,000 in in whole. Body parts each have a value assigned to them. And I'm telling you, to even talk about this brings a vomit up in my throat. How much of a ghoul do you have to be? And people have said, well, they need it for scientific research. They need it. You know, that's what they need it. What are you researching? that could possibly need someone's head 
or their torso with the legs or arms? What, what could you possibly need it for that you don't already know? And see, that's the thing. You you already know these things. What, why are you doing this? Um, this goes back to many other things that are going on, but Marcia has been studying this and learning about it and what goes on and everything. So, Marcia, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Well, let me start off by saying, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm a lay person kind of looking into things and I'm, you know, learning about it like anyone would. And so a lot of it, uh, you you know, I have to dig at least far enough to know that it's not fake news because some of it is so outrageous that you just can't even believe it. And the first thing I did after the last show was check out, I started looking at fetal uh, fetal body part sales, you know, and fetal organ sales mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And yes. I came across this incredible <clears throat> scandal that where um, the Center for Medical Progress, which is an anti-abortion group, but I didn't know that, you know, I hadn't heard yeah. anything about this. So what they did was they went undercover at these big Planned Parenthood conferences, posing as biomedical companies um, who were want uh, fetal tissue for research. Now, I, I, I'm not quite like you. I think that fetal tissue research isn't bad as long as it's super regulated and, and there's nothing inhumane about it or gross about it or whatever. So, so anyway, they... they uh, they undercover filmed these discussions with Planned Parenthood executors and so forth, talking about how to get the fetal tissue. And some of the details were so grotesque. I mean, and some of the shots they showed a whole baby, you know, um, that was about to be killed, supposedly. Yeah. All this stuff. And uh, But it was even worse. They were discussing about how they do the abortion when it's a late, later stage abortion, like 22 to 24 weeks. And um, it's just terrifying. You know, they were discussing, well, do we poison it first? You know, the guy is asking that. And they call that a dig when they give the fe- they they inject something to basically cause the fe- fetus to die before they abort. You know, and just all these details and the callousness of this was so shocking to me, I couldn't believe it. So I decided to, uh, you know, they're just discussing things that you wouldn't believe. You would just be so shocked. And I'm sure some people in the audience have seen these and know about them, but it caused a huge backlash. I mean, enormous. And I'm sure maybe this is one of the reasons why Trump uh, defunded the the research for a while right yeah Um, but anyway so congress they did all these hearings on it and it was just incredible and then it turned out that the guy who is the head of the center for medical progress had doctored these videos like crazy he had cut out parts yeah he cut up added images he'd done stuff but you know and so what happened was he ended up, well, what happened was as a result of these videos, 
that all these states investigated their Planned Parenthoods and came away. The whole subject was whether or not they're profiting from selling fetal baby parts and tissues. Yeah. Well, they weren't. They weren't profiting because it wasn't like the body uh, brokers who make 3500 for a body. They could only charge like 70 bucks for a liver. You know, but still, you know, I mean, they're missing, you know. So anyway, they were found not guilty of anything. Uh, and they were, uh, and actually the head of this, the uh, Center for Medical Progress got sued by Planned Parenthood, won the lawsuit. And, you know, there are all these other lawsuits against him because he, he, he uh, well, he did this in a public place. But they still nailed him for invasion of privacy or whatever, recording people right. without permission and for doctoring the videos and all kinds of things. But the fact remains that if you do look at these videos and some of the testimony of the Planned Parenthood people, there was an incredible disregard, in my opinion, for what they were really doing. It's this detachment. And uh, that yeah. really troubled me. And that same kind of attachment, this detachment, is what we see in guardianship cases. Yes. We see it in all kinds of, whatever exploitation is going on of human <clears throat> beings, and there's a lot of it, It's there's some sort of detached, uh, you're looking at someone no longer as a human being, but as an object to be exploited. Yeah. And it's just... There's something so fundamentally uh, troubling yeah. and disturbing, and it makes me lose sleep at night thinking about these things. But I also think it's important for people to know that exploitation is deeply embedded in our culture right now. And yes. another another thing I was looking at is, and I sent the book to you, the poverty industry. Yes. And he is an attorney and uh, who worked for legal aid for poor families and so forth in Baltimore. And he started realizing that, and he, see, he was working for the foster care kids, you know, he was right. doing, uh, helping them. And what he discovered was that states, and a lot of, a lot of states do it, they expect that child to somehow pay for its, care when they have taken the child and supposedly are going to protect them. Instead, what they do is that the state agencies secretly, okay, behind the child's back goes and, and applies for all the disability they can get, all of the social security benefits. Let's say a military, one kid had a dad who was in the military. Well, they will get those military benefits that the child should receive, and they'll the state will take it. And yes. sometimes it doesn't even go back into the foster care system. <clears throat> you know, sometimes it gets diverted. And uh, I don't know. You know, to me, that was another incredibly shocking detail, you know, yeah. that, uh, that that kind of exploitation of children would be going on plus – the states are obligated to pay, pay for that care. Yeah. You know, it's not supposed to come out of the kid's pocket. And these kids just, you know, they go from home to home, 20 different homes sometimes. And, 
and uh, you know they're diagnosed with all. But since you can get more disability benefits for being, uh, you know, disabled, they'll classify that kid. You know, there's suddenly a lot more special needs kids. You know, and all this stuff. Yes. It just there's a whole. <clears throat> it's a. It's kind of like a chain reaction going on. I it just feels that way where uh people have become the product. It's just the way it yes. is. Yeah. I mean and, we see and it in our Go ahead. You, you see it you see it in big tech for example. I mean we're there we're yeah. the product when it comes to Facebook. They're gleaning yes. all this information from us. The big data the big data searches, they're collecting all this stuff on us, and we're not getting paid for that. Not only that, no. they're using that data to manipulate what we see, how we see it, and what we will buy or not buy. And it's going to get yes. worse than that, you know? Yeah. So it just seems like, it seems like it's a trend. Yeah. It just seems like well, it's scary to me. Well, it's, I think it scares a lot of people. And I just got a message here. Don't worry. God's moving. He'll take care of this. If God didn't come in and stop the Holocaust, if he didn't come in and stop the Inquisition, if he didn't stop John Calvin from hanging or burning 1,500 women who didn't believe in evangelicalism, if he doesn't stop 26,000 children from dying every day from starvation, I don't think he's coming. I, I get so tired of hearing that these uh, and the other excuses. This is man's inhumanity to man. This isn't God's. Please stop. Please stop. You need to look yeah. at this for what it is. This is an atrocity. This is, it my, is an atrocity. Yes, they have commodified us from birth to death, even in birth and at the point of death. We are not safe from these ghouls, and they are ghouls. These are grave robbers. They are, you know, modern-day vampires, whatever you want to call them. Um, well, even this, uh, uh, I was reading today about how the Mexican a Mexican cartel was the, the head of it. Um, he was caught uh, kidnapping children and killing them for their organs. Yes, you know, so the, uh, it's is, just uh, Israel does that to the Palestinian children. And Netanyahu, when he was confronted with that, he said, yeah, they did it. But he said, it's okay. They're animals. It doesn't matter. And, oh um, yeah, and uh, they didn't call him the butcher of Palestine for nothing. But, yeah. um, you know, it's just, but we, we see that. Do you remember when we tore up Libya for no good reason other than mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, they were, <laughs> I have to give Qaddafi credit. Um, they claimed that, you know, he was a brutal dictator. His people didn't think right. so. We cut him yeah. off from supplies and everything else and contaminated their water and everything. And that's a form of genocide. And the man built a big, gigantic desalinization plant on the coast, put a pipe plant right next to it. And they started oh, piping God. water inland and they started greening up Libya. It's a desert country. They were growing their own food, and it was basically a big F.U. to the U.S. and a couple other countries. And so uh, we went over there, and, of course, blew him. The first thing they did was blow up that desalinization plant, which violates the rules of war. And I've never heard anything so ludicrous of rules of war. But anyway, when that was over, live videos showing 
especially young men between 15 and 25, being shoved into these wire crates. They're just packed in there and auctioned Mm -hmm. off for organ harvesting. And they were bragging that they had buyers coming in from all over the world. And because the darker your skin tone, the more transplantable your organs are for whatever reason. And... But but we see this stuff going on all the time right in front of our eyes. I even contacted the UN about that. They said there was nothing they could do. And uh, really, but uh, like I say, Marcia, you know, of course, the core of everything you do and I do is guardianship abuse. And I truly wonder if many of these people whose funeral arrangements were changed when the family is not notified that they passed for weeks or months, if this isn't exactly what this is, the coup de grace, or making you dead, but I'm going to make money off you anyway, and I'm going to run that down I mean, and find out. It's go ahead. Yeah, I think I think um, you know what I've learned from all this that that has truly changed my life is that what can happen will happen. So if you yes. can imagine it, somebody's doing it. I mean, that's what's so. Uh, you know, if, if if something looks like it is likely to happen, entropy makes it so that, you know, it chances yeah. are it really will happen. And, uh, and, it, and or is so happening. you see that, you see that in the guardianship system. I mean, everybody yes. assumes that, you know, I, I really think about when I first started in this, like, uh, I think it was 2013 was when I first put up my page. Um, uh-huh. You know, I really, they, people really seem to think that the honor system was working. I mean, oh, yeah. when I went to Utah, um, the, I remember getting, you know, when we were trying to get the visitation law passed, you know, to stop isolation mm-hmm. of wards. Or, right. I know we're not supposed to call them wards, but that's what they are. They're trapped. Yes. So anyway, um, and the guardian said, oh, you know. The, the, the lobby, you know, the represent the representative yes. of the local guardianship association said, "No, we don't have a problem with that in our state." And I said, "How would you know? What data do you have?" And of course, there yeah. is no data. And I said, right. "It's happening everywhere else, so chances are, it's happening here, you know, in Utah." And right. She said, "Well, no, we have very strict codes." about how we have very strict ethics codes that we must abide by. And I said, codes? I said, there are building codes. But imagine if there yeah. was no one expect, you know, inspecting the buildings to see if those codes were followed. That's your situation yeah. here. And it's a situation everywhere. And so she kind of backed down a little bit. Yeah. And it did pass. It did pass. Uh, but, you know, it was this attitude that... I think it was a big wake-up call, you know. I yeah. think it was a big wake-up call to hold that profession accountable for not being ethical at times, right? I yeah. Mean, some of these the people we see when we, at, at NASCA, the letters we get are just they're they're heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And yes. and there's definitely malfeasance, and there's definitely. Uh, you know, there's just awful stuff going on. And yet we used to be told, I remember going to New Mexico and saying, and talking about this to the legislature and one guardian. Oh, I know what it was. I wrote something to a guardianship company 
uh, it was a review. I said, you know, if you use this company, please be aware that they are a guardianship company and they can petition, you know, uh, they might be hired uh, if a petition is brought against you that you are incapacitated, they could always arrange that and you could end up with no rights, you know, and I said that. And she wrote back and said, oh, this is just a, this is just a group of crazies uh, who, who don't like judges, guardians, and lawyers. <laughs> you know? Well, that might be and true. Thought, well, but, you know, that might be that true, but, but I like but some, there's some lawyers I like. There's some, you yeah. know, there's some good people who are out there in, you know, it's sort of like any field. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, if you're a doctor, if you're a good doctor, um, mm-hmm. you know that there are bad doctors out there who are like horrible <laughs> plastic surgeons who are messing up people's faces and, you know, awful things, right? Awful malpractice. Yeah. But, but, uh, but somehow this profession for a long time, I think, wasn't quite willing to, to acknowledge it. I think now they yeah. are. I think, I really do. I think um, at least at the upper, with the people who are, interested in changing it and there are people who are guardians who are interested in changing it they don't like the fact any more than a great doctor would or a good doctor would they don't like mm-hmm. the fact that there are people out there stealing and being creeps because it ruins their profession well i think i they, know you're more profession. cynical than that yes i am i am and uh, <laughs> i know you that's are that's true good yeah uh the thing with doctors is you know here sometime back uh here where i am now we had a meeting, and there were 41 senior citizens there, not counting myself. And so I'm polling them. And I said, you know, are you going to your doctor regularly? How many of you go regularly? And only about a half a dozen raised their hand. And it turned out, you know, long story short, it turned out that out of that 41 people, um, 32 of them no longer went to the doctor or hospital. Uh, the biggest concern was I go to the hospital, I'll never come home alive. And uh, the number of medications they were on is anywhere from 4 to 12 and 14. And, you know, what do you, what do you think about your doctor now? I'm scared of him. And, yeah. you know, and that oh. is the the general consensus People have become afraid of their doctors, and we the the disregard for your health, for your child's health. It's like these doctors who do uh, well. You can't come to my clinic unless you you're vaccinated, and I don't mean for COVID. I mean any of this junk they got out. They got a whole mm-hmm. list of vaccines you should get every yeah. year. Yeah. You can't come. Well, fine, good. I'll go somewhere else. If you think that doctor is doing that because he's concerned about your health or your child's health, you are sadly mistaken. He's doing right. that because if he has a clinic that's 100% vaccinated, that's worth 40 grand in a bonus every year from every pharma- pharmaceutical company. Yeah. That's why they yeah. do that. And well, and the other thing, the, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. Um, well, you know, my brother, my brother is a doctor. He's a good one. Yeah. He's a uh, honorable one, you know, and he used to work in the yeah. ER. And uh, after working at the ER for quite a while, he his conclusion was, whatever you do, don't go to the ER unless you absolutely have to, because yeah. they will perform every single test known to mankind. Yes. And it's all about <laughs> profit. 
Yes. And and he says that, um, you know, corporation, these are privately owned hospitals now. It's the same old thing where they're, you know, uh, sometimes agency, metro, where was it? One one area, was it Tennessee? I've forgotten. But one area had a metro agency that bought up hospitals and then wow. used those hospitals to apply for huge amounts of Medicaid and all this stuff. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, that's not for the people. That's for the company money. Yes. So all well, it's like money. We, yes. It's like when we went from, you know, your doctor visiting you at the hospital to every hospital now has what they call hospitalists who work only at the hospital or not associated with any clinic. And their job is just what you said. They punch every, that's why they'll ask you tens of questions. They'll just question mm-hmm. you to freaking death. And what they're trying to get out of you is every possible thing <laughs> that can be called a symptom. And then they go punch it into a computer program. This is the truth. They punch it into a yeah. computer program. And it spits out every possible diagnosis, every pharmaceutical that can be applied to that diagnosis, and any possible surgeries, therapies, or treatments. And it gives them a profit. And they contract, the hospitalist contract with the hospital uh, on the basis that we will raise your profit margin by 20%, 30%, whatever. This is not about your health. It is is long since ceased. Yes, ceased to be about your health. It's another world. It's another world, Marty. And I truly just don't understand it. I just can't understand it. I don't, I feel like I'm in a alien universe. Yeah. You know, and I don't know how we got here. I just, yeah. To a lot of us. I mean, it's scary. uh, It is. And you know, the one thing that I've talked about this before, but when my granddaughters were in high school, my, the younger one had gotten in trouble one day and uh, she was a, a straight-A student on the honor roll and everything, so for her to get in trouble, it was a big deal. And But what the upshot of all of it was, was I met with the principal and this specific teacher and who talked to me in one of these sing-songy fake voices, and she yeah, said, you yeah. know, Marty, <laughs> yeah, she said, it would be best if you're home. And, you know, you limited your conversations because it makes it difficult for me to teach the curriculum when they're getting all of these mixed messages. So we prefer you don't talk what? these subjects at all. Oh, yeah. And Oh, I, wow. You know, that's, yeah. yeah. There you go. And, there you go. But see, that's oh, one my reason goodness. they want rid of the elderly in this country and why they have tried to paint them and position them. The boomers, the silver tsunami, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. something dangerous. It's a, You're being threatened by this. Oh, um, that's a good point. I never thought of it that yeah. way, the silver yeah. tsunami. Oh, yes. my God, we're yes. going to. Yeah, yeah, and the hatred of boomers. I mean, millennials yes. have these websites about, actually, they're pretty funny. It's called OK Boomer, and they just make fun of boomers, and they just can't stand them. They yeah. say we've ruined everything. Uh, oh, and yeah. it's really... It's really that the profit motives have ruined everything. The yes. perverse incentives yes. have ruined everything. Yes. I mean, they're not going to let and go of student debt, you know? I mean, no. you can make all well, that money off these people. They don't want us telling these younger people 
that life wasn't always this way. We weren't always yes. being tracked and surveilled by the government. We weren't always right. being attacked by the police and shot dead in the street. We, you know, yeah. these things didn't. They don't want us talking about that. We hold the key to a history that they don't even acknowledge, and That's they correct. don't want yes. us talking. Yes. And so they're painting this out as something to be afraid of, something that younger people are threatened with. And you, we, you, these people, like when that doctor got on TV and that Emmanuel, whatever his name was, and said that people shouldn't want to live past 75, there was no reason yeah, to. Yeah, that was crazy. That they, guy, he was from Harvard. Yeah, yeah he was from Harvard. You, you first, doctor. I mean. You first. And uh, But th- this whole attempt to marginalize us and basically on a lot of levels yes. to demonize us but what yes. these younger people don't understand was because we went to our doctors having faith in them mm-hmm. and the doctors used to be your family friend they were almost a part of the family and That's correct you know you leaned on them you trusted them and they always did everything they could for your yeah. benefit but it's different now and th- yes. they don't care about you um, they don't care if the medication they gave you does you in. They don't care as long as they right. get paid. They, and, and you know what a lot of it is? A lot of it seems to be this short-sightedness. And you see it in the guardianship system, too. I mean, you see, guardianship is a great metaphor for so many different things, you know, that we're, yes. we've been talking about the last two shows, this show and last. And one is that everybody wants their job to be finished. They want to get it done. They, you know, so one doctor will diagnose one thing and another doctor will come in and say something else and there's no real coordination. So you don't even know if X medication is interacting with Y medication. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no coordination. And when I was at the um, fourth national guardianship summit, a lot of people were talking about how the lack of coordination between, I mean, adult protective services comes in. They decide an elder needs care or help or whatever, and so they they recommend guardianship, but they don't know what happens to that person down the line, right? And then that person comes before the judge, or the judge might not even see them, as a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. and that judge makes the decision, and that judge doesn't see anything down the line. His job is done. And then hospitals, the same thing. They need to get a person out of the hospital. They don't know what to do. There's no family around. They can't find a power of attorney. So what do they do? They probably, they talk to either, there's usually an ombudsman or maybe it's a hospitalist. I don't really know, but they get social services involved. And then that triggers a guardianship petition. It's how they get the person out of the hospital, which is absolutely crazy. One of the things I've tried to tell people, over the and I found this out through my own experience uh, when I had to have a surgery here some years back, and I wouldn't sign anything, I told the woman, because she said it's just a standard admitting form. I said, well, then there should be no problem printing off a hard copy for me. Oh, it's just that I yeah. said, I don't sign anything I can't see. So she turned yeah. the monitor, and the only the other thing I saw aside from this statement that I wouldn't sign anyway, was they had done an asset search on me. And I said, why did you do that? Are you serious? Oh, they do that to everybody that goes in. They immediately run an asset search on you. Did not know that. Yes. And she said, we just need to know you can pay the bill. I said, I've got two insurance cards laying there. I believe I can. 
And I said, you get that, close that investigation down. Yeah, I didn't give you permission to do that. She said, when you signed the admission form, I said, lady, I haven't signed anything. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, wow. And I will not sign anything on a computerized system, you know, where they have you on the little box, try to sign your name with that stupid pen. I said, you yeah. print me off a oh, hard yeah. copy. I will read through yeah. it. And which she finally did after I argued with her for a while. Yeah. And it said in there that, you know, that they could use biologics, which can be blood experiments. It can be what? anything run up to it. Yes. It can be and I'm going to read these things more carefully. Yeah. Holy, yeah. wow! That they can biologics includes vaccinations, and if you're not up on there, your vaccines, they will give you every vaccine. And so I always cross that out and put on there no vaccines of any kind whatsoever for any reason. You can't do that. Maybe. No, yes I can. Uh, yes I yeah. can. And yeah. uh, no blood experiments. And she goes, what are you talking about? I said, ask your friendly doctor. I said, they can <laughs> they could do blood experiments on me, you know, testing to see if it works. And I Yeah, said, um, testing, testing, testing. Yeah, no experimental yeah. anything on me. And she said, well, they're not going to accept this. And I said, well, whatever. She said, well, you're the one oh, that needs the surgery. And I said, very true. But I can live without well, the it. Thing, See, there's the difference. The thing, the thing is, there's such lack of transparency also about everything now. I mean, yes. you know, when I first started to uncover for myself, everybody else knew about it, but I uncovered yeah. my, for myself this guardianship stuff. I just yeah. couldn't believe how could they silence so many people. And then I started looking into it and in New Mexico, for example, this is how they did it. Mm-hmm. They can't do it this way anymore because they finally changed the law. But what they would do is they gag order all the families so they couldn't discuss yep. their case. If they mentioned it, if they mentioned it, they would get sanctioned by the court. And I, my friend had a case where her companion was in guardianship and it was the worst thing. That's what got me involved. And I mentioned it on boomers Without mentioning any names, Marty, no names, yeah. no places, they they saw it. My the page only had about nine thousand followers back then, but they spotted it and they sued her for twenty thousand dollars from talking to me, even though they had oh no my proof. God. Yep, wow. they ordered her to pay the court <laughs> twenty thousand. So that's one thing they do. Then the other thing they would do is they would. Uh, so, you know, sequester all the records so nobody could look at them. Right. Yep. That was number See, two. Florida is trying to, Florida is trying to do that now. Seal all guardianship records so you can't know what kind of crap they pulled. Yeah. God, really? That, that's going <laughs> yeah. back. Who's who? Oh my goodness. Who's responsible for that bill? I, I'm oh, that's not horrible. Sure. I, I think it's a Pasadomo and another one. Oh but, boy, um, really? Wow. Yeah. I always thought of Pasadomo as not being that bad, but. That's, that's no, she's she's tricky. I'll give her that. Yeah, she's tricky. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, she's she's she no probably friend has pressure people from everywhere. Oh dear. Oh, I well, don't think so. I think that... she puts pressure. But go ahead. <laughs> oh, anyway, so so uh, then the other thing that they would do is, um, iso- of course, isolate. You know, they'd ha- always have the threat under uh, uh, if they ever kind of got out of line that they'd isolate them the the elder from their family and right. so that was the other one and then the last final insult is after they 
had exhausted the estates and millions and millions of dollars. I'm talking like, and yeah. then the family would be faced with, okay, the parents died, and now here's here's a hundred thousand out of you know a million that yeah. your family had. And in order to get that, you have to sign a no-sue agreement with us. Yeah. You cannot yeah. come back and sue us. And my friend said, when she had to sign one of these things, she said, I'll only do it if I could say I had a gun to my head. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. just well, what and, a, and the thing just, is, this system, uh, as I've said before, is predicated upon uh, child Protective Services, which started back in 84, Dole's um, yeah. CHIPS, the Childhood mm-hmm. Health Insurance Protection Act, and CPS mm-hmm. was the result of that. But within a couple of years, it became very apparent how it could be manipulated and what a money maker it was. And oh. APS strung off of that. And before yeah. it was just plain yeah. social services, but now we've got a specialized office, adult protective services. Right. I prefer to call them adult predatory services. And yeah. But uh, they they they're of no use that I've ever seen to anyone. They are there to cause problems and strife. And when they isolate these people, I keep trying to get across to people who don't understand. When you isolate, particularly an elderly person. It's called trauma-based bonding, and they terrorize right. them. You don't see anybody else here, do you? You don't see anybody here. Yeah, Nobody yeah. cares about you but yep. me. You better do what I tell right. you or I'll leave too, and then you won't have anybody. And they terrorize these people. And I think this is probably the cruelest part of all of this. And I agree. So I agree. A, it's incredibly a, cruel. Yeah. This, this goes so on, cruel. but like I say, in the context of tonight's show, what happens when that person dies and the I family know, can't get the body? Yeah. And they won't let them or, have the body because they don't want them autopsied. They don't want well, an what autopsy. About, yeah, I know it. I know. That happened to a friend of mine who is here in New Mexico. She finally took her mother. They wouldn't autopsy the body. She finally took her mother to another state and had yeah. it done. I mean, you know, that's pretty wild, yeah. right? That you have to go to that but extent. See, but see, I think the reason too they don't. There's two reasons they don't want an autopsy. Number one, they don't want it coming out what all they did to this person, what kind of toxic drugs they gave them, you know, loaded right, them with right, vaccines, whatever right. they did that could have contributed to the death. So they yeah. don't want any of that exposed. Exactly. And this is especially true in hospice where they drug them into oblivion and take them out that way. Yeah. And there, no autopsies. They'll dispose of the body. No, you won't. And but the other thing is, like I say, there's money in them that are dead bodies. And mm-hmm. I think Marcia, Yeah, and we, 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 we put that piece together. I mean, suddenly yeah. it occurred, like, wait a second. Yeah. What about those ashes like- in Rebecca Furl's office, right? Were those yeah. ashes, you know, because what the body brokers do is they'll just take a hand uh, and they'll cremate it. And they'll, this is true. I mean, it sounds yeah. out. I mean, I, this is true. They would take a hand, they cremate it, put it in an urn, and then they add sand and other stuff. Yeah. Well, has anybody yeah. checked to see that Rebecca Furl's urns of ashes are really ashes, or are they yeah. sand? You know. Yeah. You know. I wonder if anybody's yeah. investigating that. I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's it's a strange thing, and 
but just like you say, there's too many. It's like, you know, again, in the aspect of making money off of dead people, uh, every year when we have an election, it's a whole oh, dead people voted. Oh, uh, the, the only reason the Democrats yeah. spun is because they had all these dead people voting. Let me explain this to you. Every person that is in a nursing home and every person who has been guardianized and stripped of all of their constitutional rights and protections is for some reason left with the right to vote. Now, you said these people were incompetent. They couldn't handle their own business. They couldn't live on their own. Uh, You can't even trust them talking to family members. But for some reason, they're able to vote. Well, those votes... Everybody in the nursing home, everybody who has died in the nursing homes, people under guardianship, those those names are all gathered up with pertinent information by what's called a bundler. And the bundler sells those names and those votes to either political party. They both buy them. And then are whatever they buy, they I'm serious as a heart attack. Oh. This is how... This is how dead people vote. And <laughs> so you could have 50 oh. people from a nursing home, but because they've all got the same address, but it's a nursing home. So they overlook that. And uh, the fact that you've got, you know, way more than a nursing home will hold voting. Uh, what the heck? But this is what they what they do. They sell them. And uh, that right to vote, which is the judge knows exactly what he's doing. And why he's doing it, he's as complicit as anybody else, but because uh, he's yeah. the one that leaves them with the right to vote, so that they can sell that vote, and those votes can be worth anywhere from a couple bucks to a couple hundred. And so wow. do the math on that. Wow! But we are another exploited. exploitation scheme. Yes. Yeah, it's a, just we are exploited on insane. so many levels. Even yeah. even our right to our own body. I know they're trying to take that's, that. That's, the yeah, right to that's our pretty own scary. body. Yeah, and yeah. The, the idea that we can uh, we can well, sit they here prey and on the, the, the way the body brokers work is they they approach they're independent they're not regulated they're just nope. sort of these individuals and they go to uh, they go to funeral homes and they target poor families because yes. the family might not be able to afford the cremation they say well we'll cremate for you. If you want to donate your son's body to science, but they don't tell you what what's going on, you know they yeah. they 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 don't tell you that they're going to make a lot of money off of your dead son and that he's going to end up uh, being used for military. Like they sell some of the bodies yeah. to this one broker. I'm telling you, sold bodies to the military for explosive uh, experiments to see how roadside oh, bombs would affect uh, people in, you know, trucks or whatever. And they couldn't use mannequins. It just wasn't good enough. So they had to use human bodies. So they found out that their son, who was like 24, died. They found out that his body was used. I don't know how they tracked it, but they found out Uh that their son's body was used this way. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. No. I know. I know. No, it was I a big can't. story. It was a big story. But yeah. the question is, has it stopped? Have they regulated yeah. it? What's going on? You know, I mean, all these news stories come out 
It's kind of yeah. like guardianship. All these news stories come out about this stuff. But does anybody stop it? I mean, how do you yeah. stop it? It's not exactly. easy. Uh, you know, the thing is, Marcia, and you can call me an extremist, a conspiracy theorist, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> any jingo you can come up with, it's all so worn out. But the fact of the matter is, we are being preyed upon by our own government. We have been marked oh, for agree. eradication, many of us. And they are using us currently as guinea pigs in this experiment. And that guy from Pfizer said this isn't really a vaccine. It's not really a vaccine. Uh, We just called it one to get the immunity and protection. But look at it like uh, like an onboard operating system, like what's in your computer. Yeah, right. It's responsive to 5G. My my position on that – okay, go ahead. Well, but – what I'm saying is they have commodified us. We are, we, like I say, if, if nothing else, we are added as compost. You can com- be composted and used for fertilizer. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. They won't, yeah. They won't even leave us yeah. alone in death. They won't leave us alone. They it's have figured horrifying. out a profit uh, off yeah. of us, even in death. And uh, Well, and, you know, I, on I, the vaccine... On the vaccine, I took it, but then I researched. First of all, I had the worst side effects. It was I've told you about them. Uh, my my side effects from Moderna were were very scary. They went away, but they were scary. Uh, and I started really researching um, the opposite point of view. I'd heard the science and how great it was, and I researched that and it seemed good and all this. And I started researching people who were scientists and doctors who were were really questioning what was yeah. going on like that that the fact that it's you know we don't know enough about it we really don't and it's it's uh it is experiment and it's not right and i i do i regret it in a way i mean i don't know whether i'm going to regret it a lot later but you know yeah. i i question it now i question it more and i think mm-hmm. it's okay to question things it's it's okay if you yeah, I just don't understand why you can't question the validity of something and want answers and want more yeah. transparency. If everybody's so worried about the third world getting this vaccine, why aren't these companies giving up the formula, sending it to scientists in those countries and having them develop their own vaccines? No, yeah. we got to protect our profits, right? Yes. So there's a lot of that. There's, it just yeah. makes me question a lot. And uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there are, uh, speaking of experiments, here's, here's another one. Here's another thing that you'll, you'll, you'll really, it'll freak you out if you don't know about it. You know, the gene editing program called CRISPR? Yes. Do you know about that? Okay. Well, I read today, I was reading about it. I was just curious, what is gene editing and all this? Well, there was a guy in China in 2018 who took it upon himself, you know, they were experimenting on two-day-old embryos or whatever, you know, uh, yeah. gene editing. But he decided to to see if he could protect uh, children from HIV. And there's a certain protein, or there's a certain something or other gene yeah. that allows it to happen. And he removed that gene. It's called CCR5. He removed okay. that gene. And then implanted the embryo, in, and actually the, 
the baby grew and was born and there were twins and these twins were genetically modified. They had been, had this gene removed and everybody at first was like, yay, wow, this is so exciting. And then they thought about it and they don't know what the consequences of their actions are going to No, but he ended up in prison, but I think he Ah. disappeared. I'm not sure. I haven't quite figured that one out. I think they, he, they just snatched him off the streets of China. But, um, but anyway, that whole, uh, that whole thing is, there's a lot of profit to be made in that whole thing. And yeah, so, so um, this guy at UCLA discovered that removing that gene, he, you know, they experiment on animals with this and the mice they call knockout mice. And it means you uh-huh. knock out a gene uh, that makes, and then it makes that animal more susceptible to whatever it is you want to do to it. It's awful. Okay. But anyhow, so he knocked out this gene and to, oh, I know what it was. He um, wanted to experiment to see if he could genetically modify a mouse to be, oh no, a, a rabbit, to be slimmer. And it was slimmer, but it had this long tongue, you know. And so uh-huh. they experimented on animals and they found out there are all these side effects that, that are mutations and stuff that aren't predictable. So here are these two girls. They are now maybe three or four and nobody know. And now they've discovered that maybe, um, you know, they might have lower life expectancy and who knows what's going to happen in a way to me, the vaccine feels like that. It doesn't feel uh, solid to me. It just, right. just doesn't. But anyway, so another thing that happened was, so this guy at UCLA, he removes that same gene from mice the HIV, okay. the CC, CCR5, okay, he removes it. And the mice are smarter. They, they're oh. HIV resistant, but somehow he discovers that they're smarter. And this comes out in the news, and, and he said, all of a sudden, all of these, these Silicon Valley AI, artificial intelligence slash transhumanist slash whatever you know that that they were that they were all over him they were coming to visit him and asking about it and he suddenly realized that they were really serious about about breeding about uh you know selective breeding really. yeah smarter babies yes yeah, what it gets smarter down, babies yeah. and uh you know he said he was so repulsed and just saddened by it he he yeah. you know so there are all these moral questions about taking things too far without really yeah. thinking about what it does to someone. And I think the thing that, about Brittany, going back to guardianship for a sec, the thing that it really, most people cannot talk about their experiences in guardianship and be heard. And I think right. this time we're going to get an insight into a deep, deep wounding of a human being. Yeah. I mean, she... Yeah you know, has been all of her power taken away. She created this incredible career for herself. You look at earlier videos of her saying, I'm the boss and I run the show and I'm really good at it. And, you know, she was so proud and her friends were all proud. And now look at her, you know, it's just, uh, and I think when people really see the inside of this thing, 
yeah. it will change the minds. I really do. I think the <laughs> sense of outrage will be, yes. don't you? Well, I, I would like to outrage. think so. I think that's yeah. the one thing she has done for this whole thing is people are yeah. just aghast that it could happen to her. Uh, yes. Because money, of course, yes. you know, carries so much power in this country. And the idea yes. that this could happen to her, uh, of all people. Right. And, um, and yeah. of course, you know, her father's in there orchestrating the majority of what's happening and or what has happened to her and lived a very wealthy life off of her back. And, oh, um, my and this is goodness. the way it goes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's yeah. just, and, um, you know. But I think people And the whole court system. Yes. yes. They didn't know this could happen. We knew it could happen and is happening. Yeah. But now what's going on is people are realizing, oh, she isn't the only one. Then now they're starting yeah. to hear other stories. And so yeah. they have the framework now to take in the story rather than saying this can't happen. Right. I think that's a big difference. True you enough. Know, uh, just, let's go back here. Um, we had talked earlier today. And I had brought up a story uh, in Pennsylvania of that doctor out there that they raided his clinic. He did abortions. And oh, what a yes. nightmare. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, I gosh, I don't have the details in front of me, but he was a he was an abortion uh doctor in Pennsylvania, I believe. Oh, what was his name? And he he basically uh would Gosnell was do late it? Yes. Gosnell. Yes, that's yeah. it. And he basically he gave uh allowed would get late late stage abortions the woman would give birth and he would snap the baby's um spinal cords oh god and he did this to hundreds of babies and uh oh jesus and and the clinic was just subhuman i mean you know you go there yeah. and apparently it was just blood everywhere and you know babies yeah. in boxes and just awful awful things and how does somebody and people that have you know i i'm pretty sure that he'd been investigated a bunch of times and nobody i guess he would clean yeah. up you know yeah. uh and hire new staff or do something but i mean it was the worst story i have ever read the inhumanity oh, of that wow. oh wow. yeah he was he was <laughs> Uh, you know, and there are nurses yeah. like that. I mean, there are nurses that kill patients. Um, somebody yes. was telling me about a nurse who killed something like 500 patients. Yeah. Um, there, I, I should look up that story. But yeah, uh, they call them just, angels uh, of death. Yeah. Yeah, really. Especially, they seem to be especially prolific in the nursery section of the hospital. And oh, uh, we have that no. one nurse here. Yeah. Here, I think it was about 15 years ago, who was uh, shooting the babies full of insulin, and of course it killed them. And, oh. Um, and, uh, oh, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. Can't stand but, it. But you know, it's just terrifying. And, and I, got a, I got a message here that, uh, you know, the government wouldn't do anything like what you're talking about. Uh, you, you people need to get a grip. Read some real history. Uh, there was the Tuskegee yeah. experiment where we took all those black yeah. men. And infected them yeah, with syphilis and then left them lay and didn't treat them. Penicillin would have treated it. They pretended didn't give them anything. Pretended to treat them, remember? Yes. Didn't they pretend yes. to treat them? Yes. yes. And they all died so that they could see the process of the illness. Um, 
Then there were all the kids in the residential Indian schools where they snatched them from their families. And oh, yeah, there's a lot of that. They right? were, yeah, yeah, they used it up in the northern plains there. Uh, they experimented with x-rays on them, some of them getting as many as 15 x-rays on their head in a day to see what it would do oh. to them, and they died. Gee, I wonder why. I didn't know about that. Um, I didn't yes. know about that. Um, it, it, terrible things done to the Indians in residential schools, all run by yes. churches, by the way. Yeah, and, um, yeah, yeah. Telling you people, stay away from them churches. You will not find God there. <laughs> anyway, um, it just... Oh, Lord. Uh, well, this you know, is we the bad done. side of humanity. There is some good side to humanity. There really is. But, you know, oh, it just feels right now. At. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, I, I feel very discouraged right now. Um, yeah. And it's coming out of what I'm focusing on when I research. So maybe I should try to research some hopeful, wonderful stories. Bambi. Yeah. There must be a Bambi, Bambi story yeah. out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just... Oh, it's you know, that's the thing, too. I, um, you look at all this stuff, and it's like a horror show going on around us. Um, yeah. You know, I had a meme up on Facebook here a while back, and it so, showed uh, the Senate chamber, or it could have been the House, but one of them, oh, hearings over the January 6th insurrection. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's just packed. People sitting on the floor and everything. And then underneath it, it said, the nursing home inv- deaths investigation is it's empty. And that's pretty much where we're at. If you're over 60 yeah. in this country, you have a target on your back. And some people think it's as low as 50. But 60, you have a target on your back. And if they can get a hold well, of I you, told you, you reach it. Go ahead. I told you the story about my husband. Um, yeah. he, was, he was older than I, He was 20 years older than I am. Um, and he was a wonderful scientist. I mean, amazing person. And uh, when he was... He had a, uh, he would get, uh, he had a swallowing disorder, a little like Steven Stryker, the guy and that Furley, uh, Furl uh, yeah. killed, you know, in Florida, yeah. the Guardian. She yeah. signed a do not resuscitate. He was choking. She wouldn't, she wouldn't lift it and he died. But anyway, so my husband would, um, he would aspirate. He would inhale food by mistake and stuff like that. And then it uh-huh. would lead to pneumonia. And this happened to him three times. But the second wow. time, I think it was the second or the third, um, the doctor turned to me and he said, well, your husband won the Nobel Prize, didn't he? I said, yes. And he said, and he's, uh, how is his, um, is he making really important discoveries now? I mean, is he, I said, is, is his quality of life really worth it now? I said, what? You know, he's, he was 88. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, because, you know, I think probably we should just do a DNR on him, a do not resuscitate order on him. And I said, uh, no, I'm not going to do that because I was his healthcare proxy. And so then the hospitalist, came and get, pulled me aside and gave me a whole lecture about you don't want him to suffer, blah, blah, blah. He's yeah. not going to get any younger. He's not going to get any younger, blah, blah, blah. And finally, um, I just called Murray's attorney. And I said, please take care of this because he wants to survive. I mean, he, he, he said, 
uh, I had a discussion with him. I said, I said, his doctor and I had a discussion with him right at the end said, look, do you want full code, which means, you know, you get resuscitated no member, no matter what? And he mm-hmm. said, yes. Yeah. And then we said, even if they break ribs and stuff, because that's sometimes what happens. And he said, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't going to let this go on. And that hospitalist yes. tried and tried and tried until I finally called the lawyer and the lawyer told him to back off. Yeah. And then afterwards, I was in the, um, I was in the, I was talking to, I caught a male nurse just on the fly and he was, came in to do something, you know, uh, with, to, for Murray. And I said, at what age do people start asking if your life is worth it? You know, whether you should yeah. be, uh, given continuing care and, try to really bring you back to life and all that. And you know what he said? 75. And yeah. I just was, oh, I was just mortified. So yeah. basically what they're telling me is that at 75, they really don't want to take care of you anymore. No, they, they don't. They just want to let you go. No, and they, they want shocking. you gone. It is to the normal person, but we aren't dealing with normal people. You know, I'd mentioned yeah. to you before, I've been following this train of thought with several of these scientists for about three years now who claim mm-hmm. that there are at least two, if not three, distinct species of human being on the earth. I want and, to read more about well, that. <laughs> yes. And what this, you know, for me, it was like a light bulb went off in my head. I thought that explains it. The We have a whole sector of populations around the globe that is what we would term psychopathic, sociopathic. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They are natural-born killers. They are predators. They they have found ways now, like through guardianship and probate court and through the medical industry in a lot of times, sometimes the legal industry, they have found ways to work out their natural instincts, which is to prey on other human beings and stay out of jail. They do the most despicable things. What always strikes me about these people, as we've talked about, is the lack of empathy, sympathy, and acknowledgement yeah. of the torture and pain they're causing yes. another individual, plus the downstream of the family and friends and so on, that they lack any consideration. This doesn't matter to them. Um, that they, like we talk about torture-based bonding, and then at the end of their life, you know, just basically, oh, I'm done with them, pull the plug. Uh, I've said for yeah. years, there's too many of them, something's wrong, there's too many of these predators, and it used to yeah. be, this was pointed out yeah. to me yesterday, was that we used to, it used to be routine to kill these people. Uh, when this kind of person, these, uh, you know, not necessarily serial killers, but serial killers, which yeah. there were few, but now there's real living. psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. But when yeah. people exhibited these kinds of traits, this lack of, for a better term, humanity, right. they, the village would get together and kill them. They realized they were a yeah. danger. Yeah. And yeah. if we don't kill them, now they'll kill many of us. Yeah. Yeah, now they're hidden among us. Yeah. Now they're hidden among us. But there's two... There's too many of them for this to be an aberration. There's too yeah, many of them willing to go along with this and, and to perpetrate it and to keep it going. And it, it, what always strikes me about whether it's the guardian, the attorneys, the judge, the people from APS, whoever it is, they all seem to be just harboring this inner 
pleasure at what they're doing and you can't stop them. There is, you yeah. get this sense that they're enjoying every moment of this, this power over another human being's life and you can't do anything to stop them. And the pain they cause that individual is of no consequence to them. None. Well, and you I'm know, you, it, George Orwell, George Orwell talked about that. Remember, he said something mm-hmm. like when when people are in power or the, the power, he, he's saying the whole world is going to be yeah. out there authoritarian and that yeah. the power will draw, will breed pleasure over victimizing the powerless. Yes. And that yeah. the future world will be like a, he says, like a boot in the face forever. Yeah. And, you know, if you think yeah. about somebody like Brittany or anybody who's yeah. been through these things, they've been yeah. had a boot in the face every day. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. it's just, uh, and that, and that's what these systems are like. Imagine a foster care system where a state agency goes behind the kid's back. And then when they're let out of foster care, all of the benefits that they might've had for their futures, the average child who isn't in foster care gets uh, their parents end up footing the bill for about 50 grand. Well, yeah. These kids in foster care have nothing, nothing. And so what, and Hatcher writes a lot about this. And so what happens is they end up homeless. They end up, uh, you know, uh, ill. They end up from all the drugs. They end up in prison. They end up just tragic, just tragic. A lot of them. And he, Mm -hmm. he said on a, on an interview, he said, you know, if I had been one of those kids, I don't think I could have crawled out of that. The fact that they that any of them do is really a shock. Yeah. If they're coming from if they're coming from poverty, it's really Yeah. And then uh and then another exploitive thing is the way this child support system so yeah. they encourage moms on welfare, they encourage the mom to uh get to apply for child support from the dad who's probably mm-hmm. broke. They're all broke. And what they do is they extract huge money, amount of money out of the dad. But does it go to the mom and the family? No. no. It goes to the state. And yep. 50% of our states do this. I mean, yes. if that isn't sick, if that isn't sick, so per- supposedly the child support is supposed to go to the kids you know, to help the kids. Instead, the kids are paying for the care that the government, the welfare system, the care, which is really horrible anyway. It's demeaning. It's it's just terrible. And they're trapped. And so what happens to these dads is that if they can't pay that bill, the the state charges them 10% interest so that mm-hmm. if they can't pay that, so they get further and further in debt, then the first thing that happens is they lose their license. They go to jail. Mm-hmm. They end up in jail. They're unable to pay. The thing just mounts and mounts and mounts. And, uh, you know, it's just an example of the perverse. Somehow it's got to turn around all this stuff well, because well, it's victimizing the people that are supposed to be helped. Well, it was set up right? to victimize. It was never set up to help anyone. It was a way of extorting money, uh, Title 4D, which governs child support recovery. Uh, you remember here a few years ago, 
when they were talking about Social Security. Um, it's costing us so much. They had to fund it with a billion and a half dollars. No, no. That billion and a half went to child support recovery. And oh my, titled, yeah, that's the yeah, kind of thing I'm talking about. For. Yes, it went yeah, to these, child support do, recovery. Yeah, and it's um, just and that's yeah, a revenue it, generator. That's a yes. revenue generator for the state. That it's whole disgusting. Si- that whole system. I have personal uh, with this. What they did to mm-hmm. my son when I, you know, had my granddaughters, and over a three-year period. He never missed child support. Never he paid his ex-wife's share because she never paid a dime. So he paid mm-hmm. the whole thing. Never missed a payment. Never was late. And he had a printout from the state showing that they were going to put him in jail because they said <gasps> he hadn't paid. Yeah, they had. He hadn't paid child support. And yeah, so, they could just pull uh, that on you. They could just yes. pull. You know, theoretically, he, they he, could just pull that he, on you. We hadn't gotten child support for two and a half years at that point. And yeah. I finally got a check for $2,100. But about eighteen to 20000 disappeared, and we never saw a dime of it. And yeah. this happens to a lot of people. And this money, child support, uh, gets federal funding, and so the whole system is tied to this federal funding. They get a dollar-for-dollar mm-hmm. dollar matching fund for every dollar yes. they collect. They get $2 mm-hmm. for every dollar they collect that's in arrears. And if they arrest somebody and put them in jail on what they call a purge, that person stays in jail. The child support keeps racking up until somebody pays that amount of money, at which point the state gets $3 for every dollar Oh, that's collected. just now unbelievable. Then, and I, I, I believe goes, it. I believe it. That money goes straight to the state treasury with no yep. strings attached. And we don't know yeah, where and it went, also, how it went, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are also these schemes that Daniel Hatcher talks about, where um, let's see, what was it? Oh, oh, they, you know, they divert the funds almost immediately. Yes. You know, they get, yes. they take the guise of, uh, for example, they'll use nursing homes. This is sick with this company Maximus. That so it's called the Iron Triangle of Poverty, and what it is, it's state agencies. Let's see, the federal government, states, and private corporations working in a way uh, it's, you know, it's working in a way that entraps poor people because, for example, right. or, or the vulnerable, anybody who's vulnerable can be picked yeah. off. So, for example, in <laughs> nursing homes, mm-hmm. they will, uh, there, there's a corporation, there was a hospital corporation in, in, in Indiana that somehow got Maximus or one of these companies to get all these Medicaid funds for nursing. They used nursing homes to do it. They bought up nursing homes. That's what it was. They bought up nursing homes. Then they applied for all these funds uh, that Maximus, what Maximus does is it, it maximizes the amount of money you can get from the federal government. If you're a state agency and you hire them, they'll be able mm-hmm. to get you. They know how to get all this money and they take a cut. Okay, and then then it goes to then they get all that and they use nursing homes, say, to get that money. Then it gets diverted from the nursing home. The patients never see it. None of the nursing homes see any benefit. And they built a whole new hospital instead. Mm -hmm. So what happens? So that's just one example of how states 
um, not only do they have schemes for not, you know, for, for diverting the money away from its intended purposes, mm-hmm. um, the states also have schemes where they don't have to do that match. They somehow rig right. it so that it kind of looks like they've done the match, but they haven't. I, I don't, I'm not sure how that works. I have to look at it again. Mm-hmm. But it's just shocking. It's on a mass level yeah. that this exploitation is going on. But see, you know? the people up above know that exactly what's going on, and the system was set up to run exactly the way it's running. You're not supposed you to really be smart enough that? to figure. Oh yes, you really no, do. You I see, I'm this. not sure. I believe that. Yes, see, I think it the, turned the that way is, from perverse from perverse no, incentives. You, I no, think you, really, you have to have started out like this. You couldn't have ended up here if anybody was watching or. If anything was what it it was purported to be, these were set up to run exactly the way they run. There, it's it's organized crime, but and it's always coming with federal funding, federal funding, federal funding stream. That's the bribery paid to keep the system going. And yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. The 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 feds cannot implement anything in the state that causes. A economic hardship on the citizens so everything comes with targeted funding and funding yeah. under that you would understand is bribery and once the state accepts yeah. the bribery then the federal part comes in and implements what they then call their business plan and yeah the state has to go along with it because they took the bribery money and uh, that's yeah, how that's they get one way of state. looking at it yeah yeah yeah. But no, nothing. You couldn't. You couldn't unintentionally set these systems up the way they run. It's too. It's too pat. It's too simplified. It's. It's too easy to ferret out and find out. And if you and I can do it, believe me, the people that could yeah. stop it can do it too. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah. like you know, it's, Marcia, it's like the medical yeah. in, in industry every year bilks Medicare. Out of thirty oh, to sixty billion dollars annually, every yep. year they do yeah. this, and yet they yeah. will harp on the news and these millennials. Oh, no, we're we're paying for you. You're living on welfare. No, I'm not. I paid into this system. I invested in it. Yeah. Well, That's it's right. going broke. No, it isn't going broke. It never could go broke. And yeah, right. They they have taken money out of it to start wars, to fund wars, uh, for God knows what all. They've squandered that money on everything, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's very distressing. I, it is. And I believe in America, you know, I believe in that. I believe it. I know. I know. It it was a pipe dream. It was a pipe dream. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Wall Street's a whole other ball game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And see, they've been slavering after, um, the, uh, the, um, payments into social security. For years, trying to get it, and during Bush too, they came out and said, uh, "If we can, you know, switch it to to to, to, to the stock market." And Newt Gingrich, that disgusting man, stood up at the 2007 Go Pack and said, "Why, if we could, if we could invest our Social Security, he doesn't pay any uh, in the stock market. Why, you could wake up and be a millionaire." You liar. Oh, boy. It was 10 index oh, stocks and, and funds, 
and you could only pick from those yeah. ten. Every one of them within two years folded and went in the tank. Yep. And yep. When the stock yep. market crashes, whatever you've got in there goes yeah. with it. It'll go. You yep. lose. You yep. lose. The guys at the top That's don't. Right. You do. Right. And they're all. They're all prepared. They're all ready. They, they. They actually will force it down. They'll probably pull the rug out somehow, yep. and then thing collapses, and all the rich people are standing. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep, and, and everybody uh, else is in the dirt. And uh, yeah, but that's right. This was—they said, "Well, this money should have been invested." No, you should have put it in there and let it let it collect interest. It could have never gone broke yep. mathematically. It could not right. have. But that's right. uh, they have spent all the surpluses, trillions of dollars. Where I think the last I saw it was just over four trillion now. That the federal government, wow. when Nancy Pelosi talks about an unfunded liability as Social Security, no. No, it is not an unfunded. That's what you're talking about is an intragovernmental debt, money you stole yeah. from a program that was not to be used for that purpose. And yeah, you there you it, go. There you go. And you yeah. owe that Social Security fund money, but you yes. had no way to yes. pay it back, and you never intended yeah. to pay it back. So now you're trying to figure out how to take what's left of it away from us, and that's exactly yeah, what that it is. <laughs> but this whole thing with guardianship, Marsha. And the this faked up virus crap, the, all these deaths in these nursing homes and hospitals, 75 yeah. or 78% of everybody dying is 70 or older. Gee, what do you think? Is that right? And, is that right? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Wow. And, um, and like I keep telling people, the only people dying are in the hospital or in a nursing home. If this was an actual yeah. threat to us, there'd be people dead in the street. Uh, wearing a mask would not slow this. In fact, they know it doesn't. Uh, yeah, the, the mask. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. The use. mask is but, probably iffy. But, but this you is. You know, a, my dad explained it this way. My dad explained. My dad was a doctor. He was a, one of the good guys. You know, he would. Yeah. He just, you know, he'd make people walk again. You know, stuff like that. He was yeah. just my hero. But anyway, he would say about masks. Say, well, do these things work? This is way back. And he said, well, yeah. it's kind of like expecting. Uh, having a screen door, a, you're expecting the screen to 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 stop these tiny little particles. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know that's what he said. I don't know. I, yeah, you know, I don't know the validity of that, but that's that's kind well, of the way I feel. Viruses. I wear it. I wear it, but I. Yeah. I mean, I don't Not see any me. big deal in wearing a mask. No. Oh, yeah, I, I do. It's, it's very detrimental yeah. to your health, and it can cause fungus in your mouth, which gets Ew. into your lungs. Oh, yes. There are people having terrible problems with fungus in their mouth. Um, It does reduce the oxygen in your body by 30 to 40 percent. It can cause the onset of heart attacks, strokes. We've got kids here in elementary school that were forced to wear masks that passed out. And they had to relent off of that and take the masks off of it. You can't do that. And um, I had that lady walk up to me in that dollar store, and she said, you're not wearing a mask. I said, oh, you noticed. <laughs> and she says, well, don't you think you should? And I said, I said, uh, do you know who Cat Williams is? And she said, yes, he's a black comedian. I said, yes. yeah. I said, I've got the same allergies he does. And she goes, what's that? I said, I'm allergic to stupid shit. And um, <laughs> I said, but you go ahead on him, that mask fool. 
and, and then when they came out with that thing that people should wear two masks, and I saw people walking around, because not many people here were wearing masks. You saw some, but not many. But you'd yeah. see them yeah. with two masks on. Well, <laughs> I, I, you know, you're feeling a little dizzy there, and uh, you have to be. Or you oh, yeah, I, had a friend, I have a friend who wears two masks. I don't know how she does it. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, it no, is a idiotic thing. But, but, and, oh, uh, here's something funny. I have to say to the audience that this is really just sort of like a phone call between Marty and me because we talk like this all the time. This is how we talk, right? <laughs> so, but yeah. um, there, I saw this ad and it was for this bubble thing that went over your head. It looked like uh, kind of like a space bubble, and the yeah. ad shows two businessmen. Two businessmen sitting on a bench, just talking and smiling. And this was the new future where you'd be wearing a oh, bubble God. over your head. <laughs> well, that's like I when this thought, thing first, yeah, first started with this I mean, virus, and they showed that that black man at um, a Walmart store, and he'd taken one of these big plastic jugs and <laughs> and cut a hole big enough in it to stick his head, and he's walking around with this jug. Honest to God, please somebody save me. <laughs> Uh, oh, that is funny. Yeah. It's really funny. Wearing a plastic jug on his head. But it's, you know, this is the stuff people do. There was that song. I know, that said, I know. We're going to have to go here. Uh, that guy, that comedian did, and it was the video with it was hysterical. But the song went, um, how does it go? I got a couple questions that I want to ask. All you stupid jackasses driving with a mask. How you get the virus oh, when you're in your car alone? And if you're that afraid, why don't you keep your ass at home? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's very good. Yeah, that's yeah. very good. Uh, yeah, I think the fear, the, the fear porn yeah. has gotten pretty strong, you know. Oh, it's and, just, it's, and you know, it, it feels like the setup for all this, um, yes. for this, it, for this lack of transparency and this not quite knowing what's going on that people feel started with yes. all this fake news crap going on. Yes, yeah. You know, oh, it's fake news. Well, no, it's oh, not. Yeah. Yes, oh, it is. Good. You know, and pretty soon oh. you don't know what's up and what's down. And you I know, think the average people, person really doesn't. The thing is, it, you know, that thing, fake news. Oh, that's fake. Shut up. Get off my page. You're too stupid for me to talk to. And, uh, yeah. You know, I just and I finally put up a thing one day. If your only response is without any research or anything viable, fake news. Mm-hmm. Let's say, go somewhere else. Get off my page. I had three people leave. Well, you know that's that's how boomer that's how boomers went down. Uh, a lot of people got on there. I was there was a victim story that was just so sad. She was writing it from the point of view of her father, trapped in guardianship, and. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people were saying, well, why didn't you just take them all out? Why didn't you just remove them from the hospital or the nursing home? And, you know, he had bed sores and all this stuff, and she was, of course, forbidden to have anything to do with it. So nobody could understand that. And so I think even you tried to help me. There, All of a sudden, out of the blue, I had uh, – usually I would have maybe a few thousand views. I had 80,000 views of this story. And hundreds of hundreds of people suddenly commenting all at once, saying, "This yeah. is fake news. This doesn't. Yeah. This isn't true." Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then the site went down. Then it then it went down. You know. So yeah. So there was something going on there. Yeah. The censorship was already beginning. I and oh, the censorship yeah. now is getting a lot worse. A lot worse. Yeah. 
Well, I know everybody's looking for way off of Facebook, so I'm exploring other avenues. I'd hate to get on places like Rumble and uh, because it's just uh, – that's that hard right wing. Oh, yeah. No, you don't want to be there. I can't. Yeah. I, can't I don't, I don't want to be there. No, that's a little – anyway, that's too much. Yeah. Well, we're right Although, down to the end here, Marcia. This time oh, went wow, too that was fast. Fun. Yeah, that was fun though. We kind of yeah, wandered, it but it was really fun. That's it was really all right. Interesting. It was a good conversation. Okay, and uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, we'll be back next week. I don't know if we'll be doing one with Marcia next week or not. I don't know if Marcia Joyner is going to be back or not. She's dealing with family uh, right now. She's got some pressing issues there, so. We'll wait and see what happens, but we're looking forward to her coming back with Betrayed by Hospice. Tanya Hathaway just had hip surgery, so she's going to be out for a while. Um, but anyway, we're filling in. We've got a lot of people backed up for different shows for guests. We, we're we going to be doing a lot, just the same. So hang on to your butts. Um, <laughs> this has just been Great. tremendous. Anyway. And Marcia, yeah. thank you for coming on with me this evening. Sure. This has been you fun. You bet. That was, that was and, yeah, it was. It was distressing, yeah. but fun. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. And everybody, well, have a good evening. Yeah, go ahead. Good night. Good night, everyone.